welcome to Champion Circle Podcast. We have a mandate to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ because your life matters to God. Grab a Bible and get set to receive a personal word from the Lord as you listen to this timely and spirit-filled message. Here is today's message. The part three of our teaching series, Understanding the Cost and Cure of Ungodliness. That has been the, the teaching series for the month of September. And I pray by this encounter that you are going to get this month. Godliness will become your lifestyle in the name of Jesus. It won't just be a slogan. It won't just be godliness is profitable unto all things, but it's going to profit you in the name of Jesus. You can't come to the presence of God and not have something to show. So anytime in his presence there is something to take, and yours shall be delivered in the name of Jesus. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. Make us understand that it is not by power, it is not by might, but it's said by spirit, said the Lord of hosts. So it is impossible for you to please God in the energy of the flesh. We have been hearing it, godliness is profitable unto all things. But you don't know how to go about it. You want to live a godly life, you've, you know, you've adopted discipline. But it's not working. But Bible says, not by power. No man can do God's work. I mean, no man in the energy of the flesh. It is impossible for you to please God. Godliness, you just be hearing it every year if you don't subscribe to the Spirit. Not by power, not by might. It said by the Spirit of the Lord. So the pursuit of God guarantees purity. Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5, it said, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. You need to be hungry to live holy life. There should be a burning desire. There should be this burning desire, something burning you in your bone to live for God. And Bible says in Psalm, it said, Is God that satisfied the longing soul? So it is possible for you to live holy. It is possible for you to be righteous, but it takes a tax. He said, early will I seek thee. My soul longer for thee. So there should be a longing. There should be a thirsty. So you need to task for it, for you to get it. It won't just come on you. Godliness is a cost. It will cost you because you need to open your mouth and desire it. And ask for your expectation. That God, this is what I want from you. And God is ever willing to give you. And I pray God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. So when God becomes your focus, righteousness becomes a lifestyle. So when you make God your focus, day in and night, when God becomes your focus, righteousness becomes your lifestyle. Godliness is profitable unto all things. In Yoruba version, say, it will be alone. It means the character of God. That's what it means. So when God becomes your focus, righteousness is a lifestyle. So you can just leave it without any... It's not when you begin to say, I will live right. It's, it's inbuilt. You just begin to dispense reality with ease. You begin to do it without any compulsion, without anybody telling you. The same way you breathe in, breathe out. That, that, that same way you begin to live righteous. You begin to live only for God. And I pray God help us in the name of Jesus. And make us understand that there is no way we can live only without subscribing to the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 13. 
He said, if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. To mortify means to key. If you through the spirit, not through the body, if you through the spirit mortify the deeds of the body, you will live. So there is a contention, there is a war. He said, understanding the cost and cure of ungodliness. Ungodliness is curable. Maybe you have been falling, 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 you can rise up again. The righteous man falls seven times. But one of the questions I like to ask us is when you fall, what do you do? God is not condemning you. But at your falling state, what are you doing? That's the difference between a sinner and a man that is ready to repent. You fall, are you okay with it? But when you fall, are you, do you feel so bad that God, I don't desire this kind of life? So we need to mortify the deeds of the body through the Spirit. Day to day, day to day, we work out our salvation. It's not once and for all. Day by day, you work it out. If you live your life that, okay, because you are saved, you don't do anything. No. The demon of yesterday is more stronger than today. No. The demon of today, rather, is stronger than yesterday. He said, deliver us from all evil. Even Jesus Christ has to pray. So there is temptation day to day. You don't need to offend people. There are some arrows that fly that unseen arrows. I used to tell people, I said, if someone is the one that is behind your problem, you know the right prayer to pray. But when he's in the realm of the spirits, how will you know? If someone tell you, I will do you evil. You know that if peradventure something happens, you say, it's that man that said it. But there are some unseen forces that you cannot even understand. That's why we need the empowerment of the spirits. He said, if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, Romans chapter 8 verse 11, dwells in you, and he said, that spirit will quicken your mortal body. So we need the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. With the work of the flesh, you can't please God. It is impossible for you to please God. And I pray God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. So we need to know the cost of ungodliness. What it will cost you. Regret that there are some steps you take. He said there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. And the end of that road is destruction. And I pray that shall not be a testimony in the name of Jesus. It's just like a man that refused to go to school. And he got to some certain age of his life, maybe when he was nah, he's now 90 years old. And there are some positions they want to give him in the committee. They said, that man is loyal, but he is uneducated. There is a point of regret. Huh? I wish I died no. That's what ungodliness cost us. You, don't, you are just on your own, you begin to regret. But the mercy of God, the good news is, the mercy of God, they are new every morning. So they are made available for us this morning. So if only we can forsake. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, we humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. He said, then I will hear and I will yield their land. So God is ever ready for us every day, if only we can repent. See, it is possible for you to live a holy life. You don't need to come today and say, I'm sorry. God will even say, maybe you are not serious. 
Just like a child that does something today, says, don't do this thing, you do it tomorrow. He says, I'm sorry. Oh. Next tomorrow you do it, they will count you that you are, you are childish. He said the hair, as far as he's a child, he differs not from a servant. Though he's a lord of law, but he has to be subjected under teachings. So we need to grow up, not as a child. Paul said, when I was a child, I think I, as a child. But a time came in his life, he said, childish things left him. So when you begin to repeat, when you, when, when you begin to experience some repetition in your life, you're a child. That you do this thing today, you do it tomorrow, you are, you've not come of age. So one of the things that makes a man to be mature is when you start to take the right step. It means when you know the right thing to do and do it, you are wise. That's wisdom. And I pray God grant us wisdom in the name of Jesus. And number one cause of ungodliness, it blocks access to divine favor. It blocks access to divine favor. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 5, verse 12, it said, The Lord bless the righteous, and with favor he surrounded him as with a shield. It's only the righteous that will be favored. You don't ask for favor if you are not, when, you're right, when your ways are not right with God. Bible says, he said, when a man's way is pleased with God, he said, he makes his enemy to be at peace with him. So if you are not right, don't ask for it. Favor is not free. There are things you must do. We, you need to have a, you know, your way must be pleasing to God for you to live, for you to enjoy favor. Genesis chapter 42 verse 18. Genesis chapter 42 verse 18. He said, and Joseph said unto them, they told they do this and live for I fear God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. If you don't want to toil in life, you don't want to struggle, live holy. And I pray God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. And number two cost of ungodliness is tear shame and reproach. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 34. Righteousness exhorts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any man, any people. Sin is a reproach. That's why the Bible says there are some little, little folks that spoil the vine. You said the boy is good, but there are some clauses in your life. Sin is a reproach. What's that sin in your life that give you that, that give your life a clause? So you need to amend your ways. You need to go follow the right path. He said narrow is the way. He said and a broad is the way that leads to destruction. So we need to follow the right path. And the right path is the way of God. Judges chapter 16 verse 23. Talks about Samson when the Philistine came against him. He was a great general. As a matter of fact, he was supposed to be the judge. He was the judges of the, of the land. And because he could not keep his eyes. Bishop Abiyah said something. said, when Samson refused you know, to discipline his eyes. He said his enemy removed it and put it in his hand. So he's disi- he couldn't discipline himself. So that eyes that is used, you know there was this time, he would just go, he would come back, the anointing would be on him. But there was another time he went and there was no power. They removed his eyes, they put it in his hand. That's what sins can do for a man. Sin is a reproach. And number three, the cost of ungodliness. He steers fear and dread. You are fearful. As a matter of fact, you don't need to be fearful in safe places. One of the things that make you to be fearful is because there is sin within us. Bible says we should come boldly to the throne of grace. 
Anytime you could, you know, anytime you see yourself dragging, there is something dragging you back. Seeing drags, it makes you to be stagnated in life. He said, a wicked man run. He's run even when no man is even pursuing him. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1. He said, the wicked flee when no man pursues. He's even running when no man is chasing him. It's because he's fearful. He's afraid. But he said, the righteous is as bold as lion. You have confidence in God when you live right. But there's this fear within you when your ways are not pleasing to God. So God wants to have a fellowship with us on a daily basis, but the only entrance is Satan in nation. And I pray God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. So how to deal with the force of ungodliness? There is no problem without a solution. No. God will never leave us at a tight corner. No. Every problem has a solution. Proverbs Hebrews chapter 12 verse 4 says, ye have, ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. So one of, the, one of the ways to deal with ungodliness, number one, is we must flee from all traps of evil. We don't need to run. If possible, disappear. Eh? You know, most of us want to pray in the midst of temptation. That we pray, you pray in tongues. Let me tell you, after you pray, you do it. You even, you even be doing it and you still be praying. When Bible says flee, flee. Flee is flee. The meaning of flee is to flee. <laughs> Bible didn't say pray. First Corinthians 6, 18 said flee temptation. Bible didn't say sink temptation. Bible didn't say pray temptation. No, there are some things prayer is needed. I don't despise prayer, but there is no, prayer is the master key, but there are some things you don't need to pray for. You, you use your head. You talk to your head. You talk, you talk to your leg. You start running. <laughs> Flee temptation. The man of God shared on the first service said, the, ma, uh, the, 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 the resident pastor from Abuja that came on Wednesday said, there was two ways. Maybe the right way is the narrow way. The other way is the broad way. Bible says narrow is the way that leads to heaven. Broad is... The brother wants to follow the narrow way. The sister said, no, let's follow the broad. He said, they now go to a particular location. Said, let's sit down small. He said, he left his Bible and ran for his life. <laughs> Dr. Paninesh, said, uh, shared the testimony when he was in UJ. He said he went to village hostel. And he saw, uh, he went to the female hostel. And when he got there, you know, on Saturdays, people are not always around. He just went there and he just entered. He entered the sister's room to do evangelism. We need to be careful when we go for evangelism. <laughs> he said he went for evangelism and the sister just naked herself. <laughs> he said that was the place, he understand the place of grace. He said he was not even moved, but if you know you've not gotten to that extent, don't try it. <laughs> don't wait until when someone begins to, you know, begin to remove their clothes. You even speak in tongues and do it. So we need wisdom. Flee temptation. First Thessalonians 5 verse 22 says, Abstain from all appearances of evil. There are some things that look like evil. Run from them. Though it's not evil, but it's appearances. It's just like when you see yourself in a mirror. Although that person is you. But that person, you know, he looks like you. He's you. You need to run. Abstain 
from every appearances of evil, what you can do. You know, there are some things you do that triggers the next move. So don't try it. Caution, don't try it. And I pray God help us in the name of Jesus. First Timothy chapter 6 from verse 10 to 12, he said, for the, Lord of, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which wise some converted after they have erred from defeat and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, man of God, he's not just talking to me, but thou, man of God, he's talking to everybody. But thou, man of God, flee these things and follow righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. And verse 12 said, fight a good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and as profess a good profession before many witnesses. Fight a good fight of faith. Fight a good fight of faith. And number two, how to deal with the force of ungodliness. We must ensure to keep a right company. Associations are contagious. Show me your friend. We know the proverb. So your friend is who you are. You are born again, but unbeliever is your best friend. Very shortly, you begin to do the way, uh, what they are doing. There is no prayer for that one. Keep the right company. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 said, When you walk with a wise man, you'll be wise. Companions of fool. Fool are the people that know what to do, but they are not doing it. They will be destroyed. When you follow the wise, you'll be wise. When you follow five wise men, you'll be the number six. So association is very contagious. And as a matter of fact, friendship doesn't leave you the way they meet you. Uh-huh. They will ask something to you. Whether positive or negative, you'll get one. You can check your association now. There are some people that enter your life and you are just giving glory to God. That these people come across your way. And there are some other folks that enter your life you are just regretting. So association is very powerful. Choose your friend. And I pray God give us understanding in the name of Jesus. He said, be, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33. And lastly, we must strive to lay aside every weight and every sin that easily beset us. When we talk about weight and sin, we are not talking about fornication only. If you don't fornicate, but you get angry quickly. It's a weight. Is heavy on you. Many of us, when you're, hungry, when you're angry now, you can go and carry something and do the, the unusual. You can even begin to manifest. Every weight, it might be anger. Unforgiveness might be an anger. It might be, it might be the weight. Reverend Konetekin shared the testimony of a person that came for a service like this for healing. And he said they prayed for the woman. Nothing happened. It was later they later discovered that the woman was having grudges with the in-laws. The moment she forgave the in-law, healing came. Many of us, is not prayer you need, though. What you need is to let go of offenses. Offenses will come. But say, blessed is that man that is not offended in me. Offenses will come. It might be your weight. It's not, it's not everybody that can fornicate. But you know your weight. So you need to let go of every weight that is easily besitting you, that is holding you down. You want to do the right thing, but that thing, he said, no. Many of you would have been employed, but you don't have character. It's a weight. The boy is good, but that's the but. 
is a weight. Anything but in our life is a weight. It's just like when you say, the boy is good, but it has negated the first sentence. So we need to let go of every weight. And I pray God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. Psalm 11 verse 3 said, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? We cannot go up until we clean up. You desire, to, you desire God to elevate you. You need to clean up. You want to stay up. You need to stay clean. There is no remedy for that. There is no shortcut for that. And I pray God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. So everything about our life has its foundation in, in godliness. Everything about your life. The man of God said, your prosperity is tied to spirituality. Let's rise to our feet. And let's give him all the glory. Let's celebrate his faithfulness. Let's give him all adoration. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our glory. He's worthy of our honor. There is none like him. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Father, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you for listening to Champion Circle Podcast. If this message has blessed you and you would like more information about Champion Circle, please visit us at championcircleblogspot.com. Make sure to subscribe, follow, review, comment, listen, download, and share Champion Circle Podcast. We'll leave you with this word from Acts 20, 22. Now I entrust you to God, whose gracious truth is transformational and able to rebuild your character to be like Christ and give you the promised inheritance of eternal life joining all those who are fully healed. See, See you, you next time. time.